read the scripture, um, the, the Bible is written in a lot more realistic, authentic, and raw way than we typically, many times in Christian subculture, experience life. And I think what, when we begin to read the scripture, especially wearing the lens of the gospel, we realize that it's important to know how to lament. It's important to have extended times of listening prayer. It's important to know that in the middle of a moment, sometimes my most the effect of prayer is simply help. So, um, you know, we probably a lot of the obstacles to a life of prayer are assuming there are prayer warriors, and we basically see ourselves as prayer pygmies. So I'm trying to break down those obstacles to say, grace frees us to be honest with our Father about it. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I am joined on the phone line by Scotty Smith. Scotty, are you there? I'm here, Taylor, yes. All right, Scotty is here to promote his new book, Every Season Prayers, which is now available wherever Christian books are sold. So, Scotty, how are, first off, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It's a nice, beautiful hot, humid day in the Nashville, Tennessee area, but all is well. All right. Fantastic. So what inspired you to write this book, Every Season Prayers? Well, this is actually a sequel to my first book called Everyday Prayers, which was a book of prayers set up on an annual calendar basis. And uh, I got so much encouraging feedback, literally from many parts of the world and throughout our country, of men and women thankful for the opportunity to voice their longings, their cries, their heartaches, their joys to the Lord. And the second book simply is kind of born out of listening to what the larger praying community has told me. We would love to learn more about praying in this particular way. So that's the title of this book, Every Season Prayers. I'm anticipating the different seasons of life between rapture and rupture that we experience as the people of God. Yeah, you bring up the different seasons of life, and I know that for myself, when I'm trying to pray and establish that daily habit and discipline, there are some days where I feel more inclined to pray and others where it's harder to pray. Why is it so important to pray through every circumstance? Well, when we read the Scripture, um, the the Bible is written in a lot more realistic, authentic, and raw way than we typically, many times in Christian subculture, experience life. And I think when we begin to read the Scripture, especially wearing the lens of the Gospel, we realize that it's important to know how to lament. It's important to have extended times of listening prayer. It's important to know that in the middle of a moment, sometimes my most effective prayer is simply help. So, um, you know, we probably a lot of the obstacles to a life of prayer are assuming there are prayer warriors, and we basically see ourselves as prayer pygmies. So I'm trying to break down those obstacles to say, grace frees us to be honest with our Father about anything. That's fantastic. So do you think there are other, you talked about that being a misconception sometimes, is we don't think about lamenting in prayer. Are there other misconceptions or certain moods that you try and address oh, with your book? A- absolutely. You know, a lot of times I know in the, in the days of my earliest life in Christ, I assumed that the only answer to a prayer was yes. In other words, if I didn't get a yes to my request, somehow God did not answer my prayer. But I think building a life of meditating on the riches of God's grace, we actually begin to be thankful that the Lord has a lot of answers to prayers. Yes, no, maybe, not yet. And so, 
you know, cultivating that relationship based on the finished work of Christ frees us to know that God, is, as Abba Father, does all things well, even when he doesn't do all things easy. So that's really what we're talking about in this book. How can we build a far more honest relationship through prayer with our Father based upon the good news of the gospel? All right. Fantastic. Can you talk, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, if we were just to take the book of Psalms as an example, if you go from Psalm 1 through Psalm 50, you see this full bandwidth of all kinds of things that both King David and many other writers of the Psalms express. Um, there is absolute moments of joy where we feel like we're going to implode when the good news of who we are through our God's good grace lands upon our hearts. We find there are corporate expressions of thanksgiving that we certainly need to learn how to pray. And that's why in this book there's also, I've written a whole section on corporate confessions of the gospel and sin for corporate worship. Um, Through the Psalms there's the remembering of the story of God, and one of the ways we learn to pray is by preaching the gospel to our hearts. So all that to say, just to take one book of the Bible, the book of Psalms, we find that God intends for us to be far more focused on our neighbors, on our community of faith, our own individual stories, and that he is going to bring us to explosive joy, but also to that place of silent wonder as we learn to wait upon the Lord who has committed to make all things new through Jesus. Thank you for sharing about that. Now, I'm fascinated by the idea of, in the book, you have prayers written out for people, right? Yeah, so the idea of writing out prayers, because I usually think of prayer as just like talking to God, so I wouldn't normally think that I would read off a prayer written somewhere, but how, how do you find that the written prayers help people? Yeah, so um, obviously when we read the Scripture, we're reading a lot of prayers. If we were to go through the New Testament, we find that Jesus even gave his disciples uh, a, a prayer format or a prayer paradigm. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Um much of the uh, writings of the Apostle Paul, each one of them have recorded short prayers within them. So the, the goal in going through a book of prayers is more about finding in the vernacular of everyday life uh, what it really means to talk to the Lord. And basically what I experienced, because I blogged through the Gospel Coalition and two or three other different sites, and as well as having a big distribution list of the daily prayers I write, um, with the feedback I've gotten is, uh, Scotty, thank you for helping me voice something I simply did not know how to say or did not know I had permission to say. So again, the, goals, the goal of my books of prayer and even my daily prayer blog is not to say, I pray, I pray better than anybody, but rather to disciple people in prayer so that they even learn how to pray through the scriptures for themselves. To help give them the words to speak, in a sense. Absolutely. And to me, a real win would be, with respect to uh, the time I've spent in writing these prayers, if the net result is whoever reads this book basically putting this book down and finding they now have been equipped, they have been freed to develop their own prayer language before the Father, then to me, uh, it, it would have been worth the the everyday pattern I have of getting up early to write these prayers. Fantastic. I know personally, I can attest that when I've gone through seasons where I haven't been praying as much as I know that I should, 
um, or that I want to be, it can sometimes be difficult to get back in and to find the right words. So it's cool to see a resource like this that helps people find their prayer voice again. Absolutely. In fact, you know, historically we've got... This is, you know, this isn't the first prayer rodeo out there. There are uh, tremendous books. There's a book called The Valley of Vision, which is a recording of many prayers of English Puritans. There are classic prayer guides that have been written for centuries that have been found very, very um, useful in the lives of accomplishing what my goal is in our contemporary culture and generation. Now, when you got all this feedback that you were uh, that these prayers were meeting a need so well, was that your original vision for it? What, what's your heart behind writing out Not these prayers? Not whatsoever. In fact, uh, Taylor, when I started writing out my prayers, I did so primarily to jumpstart my own devotional life. I had come to the point as a pastor where I really wanted uh, some fresh spiritual disciplines. So I simply began getting up early, sitting down on my computer, and because I'm kind of have an ADD soul, I can practice it. So I found that simply praying through a portion of Scripture and writing out my thoughts and reflections, that kept me focused. And then, but that was never, uh, that never started with the vision of writing a book. I ended up actually sending a few of those prayers to friends because of some of the issues I was struggling with. Uh, They were similar to my friends. And next thing I know, they are passing these prayers on to friends. And then that gave Genesis to the first book, Everyday Prayers, and now to the second book, Every Season Prayers. It can't be easy sharing your own prayers and your own struggles you've gone through in life uh, with thousands, millions of people. Well, you know what? Actually, um, legalism, pragmatism, Christian moralism, Christian perfectionism would not give any of us that kind of permission. But to come alive to the gospel of God's grace, we find a new transparency and a vulnerability throughout the Scripture. We begin to see that the Scriptures, like I said, are far more real and honest than sometimes we are in our own churches. And uh, fortunately for me, not only in the Scripture, but through spiritual parents I had, I had modeled well for me vulnerability and honesty and the freedom that grace gives us to acknowledge both our joys and our sorrows to our Heavenly Father. So actually it's become increasingly easy as a leader to lead with my own brokenness and weakness because when we are weak, then we find the strength of the gospel. So to elaborate a little further on that, what do you think is the the power inherent in having a role model who can act out a prayerful lifestyle? Well, I think we all reproduce after our kind, and we are um, seeking to follow and emulate those that we've chosen as our spiritual leaders. If we choose uh, leaders that we think are, are just so much more spiritually mature than us, meaning we doubt whether or not they have much sin to confess, then we're going to frustrate ourselves, because actually, as I read the Scripture, you know, three times the Apostle Paul referred to himself and increasingly, in the chronology of his letters, he went from referring to himself as not least of the great apostles to the least of all the saints, finally, to the chief of sinners. Well, Paul was not backsliding. He actually was coming more alive to the beauty of Jesus and to the disparity or the difference between 
the beauty of Christ and his own growth in Christ. So he wasn't shamed. He was freed to be a very humble, honest man. And uh, I think that's the kind of leadership we need in the body of Christ today. I think uh, the more we find authentic leaders able to be the chief repenters in the body of Christ as pastors, uh, then it frees you know, the whole community to know um, they're just like me, and I don't have to despair. I don't have to fall into posing and pretending. I, I can be very honest with God about my struggles. So that is my hope that this book further shows the the beauty of the gospel and uh, enables men and women to develop in whole congregations an active worship and prayer life based upon grace, not my grit. Well, thank you very much for sharing today, Pastor. Would you mind closing us out in prayer? Oh, I would love to. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you so much that prayer has been given to us as a tremendous means of grace, one by which we spend time meditating upon your beauty, uh, a means by which, Lord, we uh, marinate in the riches of the gospel and, and come alive to the only love that is better than life, the only love that will never let go of us, the only love that is truly sufficient for all of our longings, all of our hopes, and all of our sorrows. So thank you, Lord, for this tremendous uh, podcast forum for Charisma and for the privilege we've had today just to further consider that you're calling us to a life of rich communion with you through this incredible gift of prayer. Thankful today, Father, as always, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I receive that on behalf of all of our listeners here at Charisma Connection, and thank you so much for joining us today on the show. My joy. Thank you for inviting me to this uh, wonderful gospel party. You've been listening to Scotty Smith. His new book is Every Season Prayers, and it's now available wherever Christian books are sold. You've been listening to Charisma Connection today here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. Holocaust survivors often feel lonely and forgotten. But through the ministry of Reach Initiative International, these survivors discover that they are remembered, honored, and loved by followers of Christ. For over 20 years, Reach Initiative's teams have unconditionally loved and sacrificially served hundreds of survivors. They visit survivors at their homes, help with practical needs, and provide spiritual and emotional support. Reach Initiative's goal is to love them into the kingdom of God, one at a time. In just the past three years, 26 Holocaust survivors have embraced Jesus. Many more are close. If you'd like to support or simply stay informed about this incredible ministry, visit reachii.org. That's reachii.org and receive an inspiring free memoir from one survivor in ebook form. Don't wait to learn more about this amazing ministry. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.